Hello there. Welcome to the Film 7 podcast. And joining me today in a galaxy far, far away, we have my Sith apprentice, Endy. And he is joining us today on a Star Wars celebration special. Hello, hello. So, Endy, what an amazing time to be a Star Wars fan. I know, right? It's so much to dissect. There's so much to dissect. I mean, Star Wars Celebration, I think this is one of the best Star Wars celebrations there ever has been. There was a lot of content. There was a lot of news. The the atmosphere from what I was watching in the live stream seemed amazing. Everybody was just there loving this galaxy that we love so, so much. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to go proper and deep into this and everything that came out. Yeah. I mean, before we, we start, are there any highlights that you'd like to point out before we go in depth um, of Star Wars Celebration this year? My highlights are part of the things we're going to talk about. Like the trailer. You know, I really loved the trailer. I loved seeing that Sidious. I can't pronounce his last name very well. Uh, Palpatine. Loved seeing him. I think those were the high points, but those are the things we're going to talk about. Um, another thing that really got me hooked was the Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Baby. Yeah, baby. That is, you know, I've always said it before, and I think I've said, I've said, I've said it to you, maybe not on the show, but outside, I've said it, that if you attempt to do anything Star Wars and you do not include the Force, the Jedi, or the Sith, it's going to be a failure. But after watching The Mandalorian, I have totally shut that idea down. You can have a good Star Wars show, nothing to do with the Force, Nothing to do with Jedi or Sith, and it will still kick ass. I, I just the Mandalorian was yeah, the I, best. Mandalorian was one of the highlights for me as well. So we'll get into the Mandalorian a little bit later. So right now, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the weekend as it came out. So we're going to start off on well, the, the convention opened Thursday. Thursday was just you know the meet and greet and stuff like that. But Friday was the big kickoff, and the first panel to kick it all off was at the time we didn't know the name of the title, but it was the Star Wars Episode Nine panel. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. You what? Did you watch the live stream? No, no I, didn't. I didn't. So I, I watched. I pretty much watched as much as I could the live stream of, of Star Wars Celebration. I thought it was a very good panel. It was hosted by Stephen Colbert. Mm. You know, who, is he a Star Wars fan? He's a massive Star Wars fan. Oh, the really? way he came out on stage and was interacting with the crowd, you could see he was so happy to be there. And he was us. He, he said in the audience that, you, you guys have employed me to get information out of these people. So <laughs> that's good. Uh, he was a really, really good host. Uh, he, he was so he was more a fan, not like a TV host doing his job. He was more a fan. Yeah, oh. pretty much. And, and it, it was such a joy to watch him. He was a really good host. He'd tried his best to get out as much information as possible out of the, the panelists, uh, but of course, mum's the word on a lot of yeah. these things. So the panelists that came out, um, obviously, we we have President Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, director of the new movie. J.J. Abrams, and then we also had the cast. We had Anthony Daniels come out. God bless him, Billy Deer Williams in all his glory came out. And as well as the new generation, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Kelly Marie Tran, Jonas Suter Mo, I think that's how you pronounce the game, the guy who plays Chewbacca. Yeah. And a new actress in the new movie, Naomi Scott. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, overall the panel, it just, it was a really, really good panel. They asked really good questions. They gave us insights into where their characters are now. What I really liked 
I mean, if we go character by character, I mean, Anthony Daniels, he's... Man, when you give that guy a microphone... So Anthony Daniels is who? C-3PO. Mm -hmm. When you give that guy a microphone, he can just talk. And he, he, he pretty much, he could have hosted the whole thing. <laughs> the guy doesn't, doesn't shut up sometimes. He's, he, he's a ham, but you gotta love him. But he gave us, he was sort of like, no, C-3PO's proper in the action in this movie. Oh, really? Like he's on adventure with the main cast, which, you know, whether or not you liked The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, C-3PO took a bad seat. He didn't really do anything. Yeah. He wasn't a major part of the films at all. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that he's proper involved in this one and he's going wow. on this adventure with them. Wow. You know, this is going to be a Star Wars film. This is going to be a fun adventure. Space adventure. Yeah, that's what I really which like. Is, which is great. I, I, I always say, JJ is Mr. Reliable. If you have problems, just call JJ Abrams and he will fix it. I think he, and when we talk about the trailer, I'll tell you some of the things I noticed, but I'm, so, I'm looking forward to this film and this is just torture. The remaining, we are in, um, what month are we now? We're in April. We're April? eight months away. Eight months of pure spe speculation. Uh. And remember people, speculate responsibly. Yes. I feel there will be another thriller. I feel there will be. Oh no, there will be another one hundred percent. A dark side thriller. This one was more on the light side. Lucasfilm have got a format with the way they market their movies. They always have the teaser trailer, which drops at celebration. For their, they've done that for the last two saga films, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and then in around October time, they release the full trailer, which gives us more of a plot of what this film's actually going to be about. Right, right, so right, they, right. They normally stick right. to that format. This was more than a teaser. It was a this, very good teaser. I mean, teaser. It's, it's technically a teaser because they didn't really show us anything. It was, it was teasing a lot of things. It was just shots of beautiful things. We'll get into that a bit later. But what I really liked, going back to what you said, is that this is, feels like a Star Wars movie. JJ was saying on the panel that, like I, like I said earlier, that he's got the whole cast together and they're all together throughout most of the movie, I think he was implying, that they're on this adventure together. And that's Poe, Rey, Rose, Finn, all these characters, C-3PO, BBA, they're all together on this adventure. That would be so cool. Chewbacca. That would be so nice. Yeah, because like, again, whether or not you liked The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi, the, the characters were splintered throughout. You know, you know, The Force Awakens, there was a good start, you had good chemistry moments, but then The Last Jedi, very similar to The Empire Strikes Back, all the characters were split in doing their own things. Mm -hmm. It's nice that for the final one, they're all gonna come and do this together. Yeah, the films where that they do that in Star Wars, it works. Like Rogue One, they have a goal. There is a mission. We're going to accomplish this. The Return of the Jedi. Return we're of Jedi, yeah. Yeah, we're going to destroy the Death Star. You know, there, there, there is a clear goal. But The Force Awakens, like you, and Last Jedi, like I said, it was sort of like all over the place. There were not. There was no unifying goal that helped connect all the characters together. It was as if each one of them was in their own film. Yeah. There was a Finn and um, Rose film. Rose film. Yeah, Ray and Luke. Rose yeah, film, they, had, yeah. Know, they were doing their films. own things. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like you're saying, from what you've said, it seems that J.J. Abrams brought everything together and just gave them a mission. That's really cool. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that J.J. was saying on the panel was really cool. I mean, like you said, this guy knows Star Wars. He, he knows what needs to be done. And what I he was talking about the responsibility of and the difficulty of not only making this film and not only concluding this film, because he's saying it's a very difficult task because this film needs to work on its own. It needs to complete this trilogy mm -hmm. and it also needs to complete this nine movie saga. Mm. So there's a lot riding on this movie and the way he was talking about how he handled it, he knows and he, 
He's got the ultimate respect for what George did. Um, I heard that he consulted George before start on writing the script on just, not that like some, some of the headlines were like, George Lucas helped write episode nine. No, he, he consulted him, just got some ideas from him on what he would do. And I think JJ wants to do his own thing. Mm. That's the thing though, this is a JJ movie. From, yeah. from, from what the trailer, and we'll, again, we'll get into that in a bit, but from what we saw, this is a very JJ film. Yeah, so a word you've said, you've, you said he said, really struck me, and that's responsibility. You know, I like the fact that he's taken, he sees this as this, they, you have a responsibility handling a Star Wars. Star Wars is, and I know I, I, may, I may sound a bit melodramatic here, but Star Wars is more than just a film. It's more than a movie. Yeah, it it's, 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 I can't, I don't know what words you use for it, but it's more than that. So when you have given the reins to do a Star Wars film, you need to take that as a responsibility. Don't take it as a job. It's some people's childhood. You know, it's a huge responsibility. And that's what I was saying to you. I just like the fact that JJ feels that way about Star Wars. So that's really cool. And it, it, it will now, that idea, that feeling will show in the film. No, 100%. I mean, in relation to that, he goes on to the production of the film and that they made more creatures and more droids than they had for any other Star Wars film. Like, um, we've got some images here, as you can see. Some like they went on location, did a lot of stuff in Jordan, obviously London Pinewood Studios. I mean, some of the creatures that we see in here are just awesome, man. Uh, the, the creature design in Star Wars is always one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this one particular image where they're in Jordan. There's a bunch of aliens all looking like yeah, with their hands out. I love that image. <laughs> just, it looks, it just looks like Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? And you know why? Practical. It's practical. That's what makes Star Wars the way it is. Obviously. CGI is very important to Star Wars because it, Star Wars created CGI. You know, the man himself, George Lucas, basically created this whole industry because of Star Wars. But it's the practical effects that makes it feel like Star Wars as well. It's that yeah. fine balance. So those are some of the really things I like. If we go on to the cast, it was really fascinating talk, them talking about where their characters are now. They didn't specify how much time had passed since The Last Jedi but it was implied some time had passed. So I'm gonna say a couple of years at least. One year minimum, but- the, Just a year? I'd say minimum, but I'm gonna say a two, three, two, three years I'd say. So that's the way they implied. Well, but here's the thing, right? When we say a year of planet Earth, it might not be, our year is just how long it takes the sun to rotate yeah, around Because every planet has a different has its year. Own year. Exactly, yeah. so our, their year, maybe 15 of our years. I mean, their sons may be massive and it takes them yeah, forever to circumvent. Yeah. So, so yeah. We, we don't know so exactly yeah. what the yeah. time scale is. But from that time scale, we can see that it's some things have been established since The Last Jedi. Yeah. What I really liked was John Boyega talking about his character, Finn, mm. that what you saw in, in The Force Awakens, his, his main goal was to save Rey. For all his life, he's never connected to someone. He finally connected with someone and then that he always wanted to be with Rey. And then The Last Jedi, he, that was his mission. Again, he was like, I need to find Rey. That was his singular goal. And then by the end of it, he, he, did, he still didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. His sole purpose was Rey. Do you know what I mean? He didn't mm -hmm. know if he wanted to be part of the Resistance or the First Order. He Where Rey goes, I go. Yeah. That was his thing. In this one, John Boyega says he knows who he is. Mm. He is a full-fledged Resistance fighter. And he, he knows where he stands now. And that, that's encouraging for me. Uh, same goes for Oscar Isaac. He was talking about how 
Poe is pretty much the leader of the resistance now and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, that image, I love that image of John yeah. Boyega and Oscar Isaac on set. That looks like great chemistry. Yeah. The Force Awakens, that chemistry between um, Finn and Poe was really part of what made The Force Awakens such a good movie. And, and it was brief as well. It was brief, but it was good. You know, how he got his jacket. You know, there, there was a very good chemistry between them in The Force Awakens. We didn't get to see a lot of that in The Last Jedi. So I'm really happy that we're going to come back to that because they did have a good chemistry between both of them. It was really funny. Um, it was a very nice relationship. And um, I'm, so I'm glad we're going to see that again. Yeah, yeah, same. I mean, like I said, this is JJ movie. So he's bringing all the characters he created back again for the story. Um, and I also like the look of the characters in the desert planet. They're giving a very Han Solo... Indiana Jones adventure vibe. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. They just, it just looks really, really good. And I hope Poe fully comes into the character I think he was designed to be. A little bit of interesting news in regards to character. We have a new character, and that is played by Naomi Scott. Mm -hmm. Her name's Jana. She looks awesome, but they didn't, again, they didn't give much information on who this character is and what part she's going to play. Mm. Yeah. She does look... I'm looking at her. So, guys who are watching, we, we have these images from the... Sh um, Which, if you go on StarWars.com, all these images are officially released. Oh, perfect. So, I'm looking at her. She strikes me as an engineer, a pilot, you know, somebody who has a ship. So, you know, you look at her. She has, like, this... She's covered in um, grease and dirt. So, she's very handy. So, I think she's probably a smuggler. Yeah, a bounty hunter or a smuggler or something yeah. like that. Yeah. She's got no weapons, so maybe not. Oh, she, she has a pistol here, doesn't she? I think you have to have a pistol if you live in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I think maybe she smuggled them to... She's maybe like the one she it was on her ship that they, got, they smuggled into something. But I think it, she has... Um, she strikes me as somebody who's a bit of a rebel but not part of the resistance. Yeah, so yeah I think it's going to be like they're, they're in a situation and they need the help. They need to get somewhere. I reckon that's where she comes in. Sort of like Ben Solo. Like Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. That's so, how yeah, Han Solo like, came. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of like that. So, and finally, related to the cast, we go to the legendary Billy D. Williams. They showed us this awesome image of um, him as Lando in what I was oh. actually quite surprised as well. The same clothes he, uh, Donald Glover wears as Lando in Solo. Oh, it's the same. It's the same outfit. So I think, oh, that's nice wow. that you're tying it into Solo as well. So that's really cool. And the best thing about it is when they were talking to Billy D. Man, this guy is just so cool. The way he walked out on stage, he's just oh. so cool. And they asked him, like, so, so how, how was it, like, you know, getting back into the character after being so long? And he's like, after Lando left, and he's like, left. <laughs> Lando never left me, baby. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yeah, man, he's oh. got it. And like, like, I can't, can't wait to see Lando back, like in the Falcon with Chewie. <sighs> just epic. You know, it's just, it's just great that he's bringing these people back. He's bringing Palpatine back. He brought him back. And I'm sure we'll see a lot more um, cameos from people of old. So it's just... You know, it's sad that the whole thing is ending. The whole Skywalker saga is going to end. Star Wars will not end, but the whole Skywalker saga is ending. So it's just nice that he's gone back to the past and he's brought everything from the past into this film. And um, any, any idea what the runtime is going to be? 
No, I mean, there's going to be a lot to unpack in this film, so mm. I'm hoping they do an end game and give it like a three-hour runtime. Yeah. I'm hoping for something like that. Uh, just before we go into the trailer, just a couple more things, and that is the image they released of Kylo Ren. I love that image. It looks like he's in his tie silencer of some kind, and his face is messed up, man. He, for me, he is full-on dark side now. I think he's fully embraced his character of Kylo Ren. He's bad to the bone and the dark side is corrupting his body now. I think you can clearly see that, yeah. which will relate to what we go to later about his mask as well. Mm. Unfortunately, Adam Driver wasn't there to talk about it. Adam Driver doesn't do conventions and these. he's very to himself type of actor. Oh, okay. He hates doing press and stuff like that. He, he just wants to do the job. But okay, that's for some, pe that's for some people. But you can't deny, I think in the new trilogy, Kylo Ren is the most complex, interesting character. And I yeah. also think Adam Driver is the best actor in the new trilogy. Yeah, 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 I could see that, yeah. It, it just in performance yeah, alone, the way yeah. he takes... Yeah, I'm just looking at everybody apart from, yeah. And, and, and you do, I know, you obviously dislike The Last Jedi, but yeah. you can't deny his performance in The Last Jedi was solid. Was good, yeah. It was, was solid. Good. He, he, he performed what he, he... The lines he was given, Yeah, he did it well. Because one of the criticisms people have had with Kylo is that he's these two films has just been like a whiny, whiny old kid, yeah. whiny child. But but that's what what people forget though is that that is the Skywalker thing. Anakin was a whiny kid. Luke was a whiny kid. But the Skywalkers are just you do whiny that brats. you do that <laughs> on the light side. But once you come to the dark side, dark side is for so he's birth. just conflict. This is why all the Skywalker males, they're all whiny brats. The Skywalker women, they control. They're strong. They're yeah. strong. Padme, Leia, you know, they know what they're doing. And on that note, we go to Leia. Mm. So, JJ was talking about, obviously, the responsibility of carrying this saga, but the responsibility of doing Carrie Fisher justice. He talked a lot about that, you know, he talked about that. Doing a full CGI thing was completely out of the question. That mm. immediately, they were like, we're not doing that. We can't do that. Recasting, obviously, that can't happen either. Mm -hmm. So they, so they thought, how can we do this? Like, and they got loads of unused footage from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and they've somehow managed to mangle it together and work to work in this film. Oh. And the way they were talking about it, it seems like they're paying the ultimate respect to her. Right, so in, in the film, she's going to have already died in the film, I guess. So it'd probably be memories. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think Leia's going to die in this film. Mm. So you'd reckon, yeah, she's just not... The film, she's, she's just going to be... Yeah. yeah, it's funny though because it looks to me if you watch those clips very carefully, when she had was in an embrace with um, Ray, with Ray, it was very bright and very happy. The color grading there was very she bright was and happy, though. and she was crying. It looked like a more they were in a happier place, which is a stark contrast for, to the end of the trailer where you see them. Of course, we'll talk about the trailers very soon, but. Stark contrast to the end where you see them looking over the Death Star. It's sort of, so it looks to me that those layers just going to be like in the beginning of the film, but she's not going to carry on till the end. But we'll see. Well, with that, we might as well just w walk right into the trailer. Mm. Overall, man, I love this trailer. I think it's a very good trailer. It's, it's very standard JJ style trailer. Lots of teasers, lots of mysteries, lots of questions, no answers. We mm. have nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is how crazy we are, man. I've got a shot-by-shot shot breakdown of the trailer here. <laughs> so we're going to go through that. 
because that's what us crazy Star Wars fans do. We literally inspect every second <laughs> of a Star Wars movie. So the movie opens with Ray breathing. Now I thought this is very fitting because the last two teaser trailers again opened with breathing. The first one you had Finn. Finn, yep. And then the second one was Ray when she was in Act Two. So I thought, okay, that's it. That's, you, you've kept consistency there, which I like. Then we see her on a desert planet. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this could be. Could be Jakku, could be Tatooine, could also be Jeddah. Jeddah yep. Those are the three desert planets we've seen. I mean, if they introduce a new desert planet, I'm like, how many desert planets are there? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah. Like, like every place is a every place is a dump. Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? I somehow think it's Tatooine. You think it's, it's Tatooine? Yeah, because I'm. I would lean more towards Jakku personally. Mm, why so? Uh, just because it's where the story started. Very much like in the original trilogy, it started on Tatooine, and then in the opening scene in Return of the Jedi, they go back to Tatooine. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, so. I think it's consistent to the character of Rey. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see where you're going with it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But this was all the desert scenes were filmed in Jordan. Now, to Tatooine was filmed in Tunisia. Uh, Jakku on Force Awakens was filmed in Abu Dhabi, and in Rogue One, Gareth Edwards shot Jeddah in Jordan. Mm. So this leads me to believe, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but it, a part of me thinks, well, this could be Jeddah, a way of tying it to Rogue One. Could be. Yeah, it could be. I mean... It looks quite I, rocky. It looks rocky. I think... Which Jeddah was quite rocky. I think it's, you know, like I was saying to you earlier, I think this is a training. It, it, they were training. It wasn't a real conflict. It was training. And if it was training, where would Ray go for training? In a remote world. In a remote world. But if it's one of those... Well, truth is, we'll see. We, we, well, yeah, we'll, well, see. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so we see her breathing and channeling the Force. And th this goes back to The Last Jedi for me of Luke telling her, breathe. Just mm. breathe. I think Because sometimes she's understanding now the Force. Do you know what I mean? She mm -hmm. knows what she has to do. She looks... It looks already from the first shot. She's, in, you know, she's adapted. She's matured as a Jedi knows what she sort of wants in a way. Mm -hmm. She seems more focused. Um, over this, we get the legendary Luke Skywalker narrating. And what he says is, we've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. What's interesting is we've passed on all we know. Mm -hmm. We know. We, yeah. What's he, it, this could be interpreted in many different things. It could be literal. It could be mm -hmm. he and other Force Ghost Jedi have been training her. Mm -hmm. It could be, we as in the Jedi have left you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, We've I left you the skills. We've left you the books. The yeah. books are there. So she would have read those. In, so it, there's a lot to be taken from that, I think. I think it's more when he says the Jedi. He means the Jedi, the Jedi, the religion as the Jedi. You're us. Yeah, because he says a thousand generations live in you now. Yeah. So that she, he was referring to those generations. That's what, yeah. Mm. But what I also like is, but this is your fight. So this is what I mean about going back to The Last Jedi of let the past die. Learn from the past. Learn from the mistakes that you, that's been made in the past. Don't just forget them. Learn from them and move forward with your story. Mm. Do, you know, do you know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, but funny. Why would Luke tell her it's her fight? It's not really her fight. <laughs> it's not really her fight. I, you know? Well, I think it is. I mean, this, this trailer clearly... 
implied that the, the trilogy is, is Ray's story. This is Ray's story. Yeah, but you know, when you look at it, it's more a Skywalker, unless she's a Skywalker. Well, she's, this is what I mean. That's what, we'll get into that a bit later of what she ties into the whole bigger thing. But this is Ray's story. Mm. Whether or not she's a Skywalker per se, we don't know. So Ray pulls out the assembled lightsaber. So mm -hmm. we see there is a middle part. It looks like she's connected it. So she's, she's fixed the lightsaber. That's mm -hmm. cool. But the shot, I love this shot. It's a Western-style shot. She's got the lightsaber there by her hip with Han Solo's blaster, and you can just see something in the distance. Love it. Mm. Very Western-style, about gunslinger, sort of about to do a shootout. And then you hear the sound of a TIE fighter. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Then we get to the wide shot of the desert, and then we see the TIE fighter fly past. Ray ignites the lightsaber. And then we see the shot of the hands of who's piloting the tie. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody, I think, I think it's Kylo Ren. I personally think it is Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know what that situation is, whether or not that's training, whether or not they're fighting, whether or not they're teaming up. I don't know. But I do believe that is Kylo Ren. I feel if it was Kylo, they would have panned up, you would have seen his face. Because why tease us? Why tease us what that JJ Kylo. loves to do? I mean, it's not, it's sort of like, it, it, it's, it's not a secret anymore. Kylo is, they, we know they are enemies. If it's going to be anybody, it will be Kylo. So it's obvious, and it's his ship. It's not even a random ship. That's it's what him. I mean. It's, it's the Thai silencer. That's why I'm exactly. pretty sure it is him. So that's why, if it was him, they would have just shown his face because we've shown him in his ship. The only difference is that it's got a new paint job. It's got a bit of red on yeah. it. Like, I think that's. I think right, Kylo's going for this, oh, I'm red now. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I think dark. it's... it's um, I personally think it's somebody, a new person we've not met. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. I think it's that. It's either that or this whole thing might be a computer sim. They don't do that in Star Wars. That's more Star Trek. But I think this might be a computer simulated thing. Nah, they, yeah, you know, it's not Star Wars. That's Star Trek. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, but that, I I do like the way she turned, the camera movement, the way she turned and the looking at face. That was very. Which director does that very well? I mean, Tarantino does. Tarantino does that. Does lot, that. Yeah. yeah, I do like that too. Yeah, it was also, and then the, obviously the flip at yeah. the end. We don't see what happens in the flip. You know, there's plenty of speculation. Does she land on it? Does she slice it? Does she just go behind it? We don't know. I think she slices it blows it up and she just works it. You know how those memes like explosion yeah. and you're walking away in slow motion. I think that's what's going to happen. She's going to and just see her walking away in slow motion then we'll have to, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that was the first money shot of the tra of the trailer. Yeah. And then we get into, you know, the this Christmas and all that. Then the next shot we see is, I don't have an image here, but it's a ship flying towards what looks like a civilization, a new planet. Uh, it looks like there's snow. A lot of people are saying that ship that we see fly into that place, mm -hmm. it looks like the same ship that in the flashback in Force Awakens, you know, where we see Ray's parents leaving. Yeah. They say, is that, that's the same ship. Uh, it can't be. That ship was too far away. Come on. But if you, I saw the images, they looked kind of similar. They did? It, did looks be kinda, it could, be, could be completely wrong. Because, well, first of all, they are ships, so they have different, different ones, thousands This of one them. looks very similar. Okay, I never thought about that, but yeah, if I remember that scene correctly, I could only see a dot in the sky, but maybe I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, people pulled up like the two images and I had a look at them and it, I'm not going to say it is, but it does look similar. So if that, so let's say it is, what are they saying that we're going to see a flashback of Ray's parents? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm, okay, that's no. interesting. I never yeah. thought about that. Okay, so the next shot we see is Kylo 
engaging an enemy with his lightsaber. He does some sort of body slam, which was awesome. It looks like they're in a forest and there's just red mist everywhere. You can see in the background some stormtroopers, so it looks like there's some epic battle going on here. Obviously, we don't know what's that going to entail, though. Next shot is, again, Kylo, but it is Kylo's helmet getting rebuilt. And it's got, like, the red lines in between all the broken pieces. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting for me is that it doesn't look like it's actually Kylo who's fixing it. It would be a droid. Well, it, it looks like, if you look carefully, mm -hmm. I don't have the full image, actually, here, but there's, it looks like it's a human or alien hand. I, yeah. And then in the other hand, which I actually don't have in the image, there's like fur. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's strange, but I actually don't think it is Kylo fixing the helmet. Oh, I always thought it was Kylo, to be honest. Now, if you get another look at it and look carefully, it doesn't look like Kylo's oh. hands. Okay, I'll check so that out. So that's interesting. I think uh, it, the, the, the mask itself, the fact that it's all got these lines across it, mm. relating back to the original image we talked about with Kylo Ren, his face is all scarred. I think this is a perfect representation of who he is now as a character. Do you, mm. do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm broken. He, he's broken, and the mask is who he is, which is why now he's got an excuse to wear the mask, yeah. as he didn't have an excuse in the last two movies to wear it. Beyond just trying to be like Vader. Trying to copy Vader, he was just try, he was more there for intimidation more than anything. You know, and both Han Solo and Snoke say, take that ridiculous thing off, you know, what are you doing? But now it seems like, no, I am Kylo Ren. I'm going to wear this mask. This is who I am. Mm. So I'm very interested to see where we go with Kylo. Uh, the next shot is of Finn and Poe back on that desert planet. I mean, that shot there, he just looks like Han Solo. <laughs> Does, the, the way he's standing. Yeah, you mean Finn, yeah? Yeah, uh, no, uh, Poe. Poe, yeah. yeah okay, the way yeah. he's standing, that is, that is Han Solo. <laughs> hey, look at that. I mean, again, it just looks epic. I like John Boyega or Finn's new look. And he's holding Ray's um, staff, isn't it? That looks like Ray's staff. Mm. Looks like Ray's staff. He could be, let me hold it while you go do this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> then, of course, what is a Star Wars movie without a new droid? Yeah. The new droid is called Dio, and it's going to be BB-8's little buddy. And then the, in the panel, they actually brought out the droid. Oh, really? And it looks awesome. How they do that, I don't know. How they manage to actually create these living droids is incredible. It's beyond me. But he looks cute. He's gonna what? he's gonna sell a lot of toys. What's his function? What type of droid is he? I don't know. They didn't really go into what type of droid he is. But okay. he looks like he looks similar to like a mouse droid. Do you know? I, I don't know exactly what's gonna be his purpose, but he's gonna be there to sell toys. And and <laughs> he, that's the, you know yep. you have to have that True. there. You have to True. have that there, and you have to have the character along with BBA that people can go ah. Do you know? You, you have to have that. It's amazing how... In the original trilogy, R2 was that character. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That It's amazing how BB-8 has taken over R2-D2 and it's just... Uh, that's the only so thing well. I was disappointed in this trailer. It looks like R2 is getting the shaft again. Yeah. Because we get when we get to the end shot, we, we see them all except R2. But anyway, we'll get onto that. So yeah, new droid Dio's there. And then, oh, the second money shot of the movie. We see the Falcon flying through hyperspace within the cockpit, and there you can see Chewbacca, and there's someone sitting in the driver's seat, and then, whoa, there he is, Lando Calrissian, with that smirk, and he's laughing, he's in the Falcon. This, this was one of the moments where I almost I had, a little, oh, yeah. I had a little tear come out. Yeah. This is what we want. We want these characters back doing what they do best. So this, this yeah. is all the feels. What we got next? Then we emotional. go... Yeah. Then we go back to the desert planet and we see this huge chase scene, explosions are flying everywhere. 
It looks like there's like stormtroopers on speeder bikes or something. Mm -hmm. Then the next shot is again what looks like a chase scene with Poe, Finn, and 3PO mm -hmm. on this some sort of speeder or something. Yeah. yeah. I think all this desert stuff, I think all of it is in the first act of the movie. Possibly. Mm, why do you reckon? I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like the desert planet is the resistance base. Okay. That's their base. You know, we open up. This is our base. Blah blah blah. And then the first order find out they're there and they attack them. They have to run away. I think I, I genuinely think it's all part of the same sequence. Okay. I could be completely wrong, but I mean, to be fair to you, what you're saying is that it is happening in the same place. But it's just, it's just wondering how all of that will tie together. Them being on this thing, which I thought. At first, when I saw that clip of them riding this, I thought it was Jabba's, you know, Jabba the Hutt? I thought it was his... Um, his, bar his sail barge. Yeah, I thought that was, for some reason, I don't know why, I just thought it was that, but obviously it's not, because it's much bigger than this. So I don't know how all of that is going to tie in. Them doing this, pull, you know, that previous shot we saw, then um, Ray doing what she was doing. It's, I just don't know how it's all going to tie it's, into that one location. Yeah. But by the looks of it, it looks like... After the title credits, we're just going to go oh, in. Oh, we're in. Straight we're in, in. Straight into the, the, the action, yeah. Which I think I think so, yeah. So the next shot is, again, I don't have the image here, but it's a quick shot of what looks to be a battle in space or something. We see some ships flying about, and we see an A-wing. It looks like an A-wing. Mm -hmm. And then in the distance, is that a Star Destroyer? Don't okay, know. Man. Mm. Again, it's, man, this trailer, I've watched it so many times, and each time I go, ooh, what's that there? And, you know, I find little things. <laughs> the Star Destroyer. There's a Star nice. Destroyer there. They, I, think, I think it's a Star Destroyer. Uh, then the next shot is quite emotional. It looks like a, it's the medal. It looks like the same medal that were given to Luke and Han mm -hmm. in A New Hope at the end. I think that's Leia's hands. Yeah, me too. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Leia's hands, yeah. and, and I think that would be Han Solo's medal. Yeah. It looks like to be a scene of remembrance, of yeah. remembering Han. Then we get, quickly go into oh, beautiful shot of, of Leia and Rey hugging. It's man. Oh, it's gonna be so emotional. It's gonna be very emotional. I, I I don't know what else I can say really about the layer scenes. Uh, they just as the trailer kept on going on, they had more and more scenes where I was just like, man, you're, you're getting to me here. <laughs> and then we go back to the narration of Luke. He says, "We'll always be with you." Then we go to the shot of our heroes looking at something, and it looks like that's like another new planet as well. Yes, yeah, a new planet because it's got vegetation. Then we turn around. And we get to the ultimate wow. money shots of the trailer. Wow. And it's our heroes looking at the remains of one of the Death Stars. I think it's the second Death Star. And then we hear Luke say, no one's ever really gone. It fades to black. And we hear... <laughs> I freaked out, man. It I came out from nowhere, it didn't it? It came out from... I can't believe how much I screamed at that moment and jumped <laughs> up. Oh, my God. And then, finally, the moment we've all been waiting for, the title of the movie, and it's The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. I, I mean, think, wow. I think it might be that Skywalker is no longer a person. Skywalker is now an idea. That's what I think. You know, so yeah. I think... I mean, again, I could be completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. I could be completely wrong. They could, you, they, they could do something completely mm -hmm. different. But uh, uh, one of the theories I saw out there is that the Skywalker will be like a new title for like instead of no more Jedi, no more Sith, we are now Skywalker. 
Mm. So like a new batch of Jedi, and that's Jedi. what they'll be called. Skywalker. Led by Rey. Mm, and I like the name, too. Skywalker. Yeah. The rise. So that, that's an interesting theory. Mm. I mean, but for, for everybody, it was that laugh. That laugh was... And it's just when Luke just said, no one's ever really gone, then we hear him laugh. So Palpatine is not really gone. He's this is it. If, if, think about it, though. If you're actually going to connect all nine movies together, what is the singular factor in all nine movies? It's not actually Darth Vader. Yeah, it's Palpatine. it's Palpatine. Yeah, he's the puppet master. Yeah, he, he was the one that he controlled yeah. everything. The reason we the movies happened as they did was because he let them happen as they <laughs> did. He was under control the entire time. Yep. And for me, I have been shouting this for ages. I didn't know they would actually do it, but I was like, I think Palpatine's going to play a part in Episode Nine. This was way before I saw the trailer. And I'd, I'd love to see for, him. For me, just because it made sense, it made sense. For Palpatine to be back. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for him to be his ghost, his force, if you may, yeah. should be around because this is where he died. He was thrown down the shaft and he sort of disintegrated. Yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, when I was a kid watching Return of the Jedi and I saw Vader throw Palpatine in there, mm -hmm. you know, when you see all that sort the of blue, stuff come yeah. out, for me, I always thought of it as that that's his evil yeah. washing away. Do you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. Because he's so evil. He is the pure evil in the whole Star Wars universe. Yeah. Darth Vader really isn't that bad. He did some really bad things. On but, his command. <laughs> On Palpatine's but command. Palpatine yeah. is the epitome of pure evil. Uh, and it goes back to the panel of JJ saying, I think he let this one slip as well, like that they're all going to face a greater threat, a greater evil. And he looked like he shouldn't have said that. He looked at Kathleen Kennedy like, oh, help me out here. Like, <laughs> So I think... And then for me, watching that, watching it live, they played the trailer and then everything went black and you, the fans were all going crazy. And then there was a red light and you see a figure there. And I was like, oh, who's that? And then the lights come up and it's Palpatine. Well, it's Ian McDermott. <laughs> Everybody goes crazy because this basically confirms, no, that is Palpatine. Mm -hmm. And he just goes, roll it again. <laughs> <laughs> You go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying that I want to see Palpatine in this film. But I don't want him to be an aberration. I want him to be there. You know, I want him to sh do something with the Force. Trory around and, you something, know. Something, I yeah. think something has to happen. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he, he said that JJ, after the panel and interviews and stuff like that, confirmed that Palpatine is part of the movie. Oh, yeah? He is. He is because he is part of the movie. When I watched... Kathleen Kennedy as well said... I don't know how true this is, but it, it said the idea from the beginning was always to get to Palpatine. Oh, we just okay. didn't know how to get there. Oh, okay. So from the very beginning, the idea was to get to Palpatine. <sighs> Have they mentioned him? Or oh, they've mentioned him only once. They mentioned in the him in The Last Jedi. Yeah, when he said Darth Sidious. Yes, that, that the Jedi allowed that Sidious, Sidious to yeah, rise. To and, rise, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's certainly yeah. in the minds of the people yeah. there. So And yeah. the way I think, so I don't think Rey's a Skywalker. Mm -hmm. I think I think Rey, in some way, I don't know how. I can't imagine, explain how. But I think Rey's got something to do with Palpatine. Mm. I think that's where her lineage, lineage comes from. Because it just because Palpatine was doing all sorts of weird stuff in the Outer Reaches and Jakku, there was an old Sith temple there. He was doing weird stuff there, you know, discovering immortality and things like that. Palpatine had his hands in a lot of things. Mm. 
So mm. that, that's why I think he's got something to do with Ray. And it goes back, it goes back to not retconning what Ryan Johnson set up, as in Ray is a nobody. Mm -hmm. Because I still stand by that. I still like that she's a nobody. And you don't have to be related to a certain blood. It's not about the blood, it's about what your choices are in that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe she, maybe her Kylo didn't know. You know, maybe that Kylo did think, you know, your parents are from a grave in a park, Jakku Desert. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think Rain thinks that, Kylo thinks that, but they don't know the real truth. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, all will be answered. I think, I don't know who Rey is, to be honest. I've thought about this. Who can she be? She She's definitely from somewhere. She's not, her parents are not a noob. If she has parents, you know, her parents are not a nobody. She's, there is something that is going to tie her. And it will be something we never thought of, that, but it would make sense. I just feel it's something when it, they finally tell us, it'll be like, oh, snap. Ah, now I see. It would then make sense. And it's funny you mentioned um, The Last Jedi. It's so, one of my takes for this was it was almost as if JJ was trying to reverse a lot of the things that people complained about in The Last Jedi. You know, you see Rey with, the, with Luke Skywalker's um, lightsaber. You see this guy fixing his mask, if he's the one fixing his mask. Just a lot of things that people complained about in The Last Jedi, but now they've just brought it forward and it's like it's being corrected. So I'm thinking this film is going to be the best of the trilogy. I still feel like of all of them, my favorite is, has been Rogue One. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, they don't really count though because they're not part of the. Yeah, not the part saga, of the trilogy. Yeah. yeah. So of the of this trilogy of the, of the new of the Disney era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Rogue One is the best, if you ask me. But of the actual thrill, Episode Nine, Seven, and Eight. Yeah, I think Episode Nine would be the best. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We've got eight months of pure speculation. Again, remember, speculate responsibly, people, and. Don't get your expectations too riled up because if it doesn't happen in the movie, you can't complain. <laughs> and with that all wrapped up with Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, we go into the next big panel that was on Friday, and that was the VR game, Vader Immortal. It appears Vader has finally found his candidate. And our future is in your hands. Vader is here. Searching for. Do as I command. Now, I've always been a bit weird with VR. I always think it's kind of cheesy at the minute. It's not quite. I can see where it where it wants to be, but I don't think it's quite there yet. I agree. Now, this looks good. It does look good, but remember what you've seen is promotional material, so it might not be as fluent and as interesting as it is. Because I can see my, I can see somebody in the living room. It's not. It's just us. It's not very practical, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know about it. I've never really played. VR now, game. if we just had the panel to go by, I would have said, yeah, we don't really know much about it yet. However, there was a booth at Celebration where guests got to try out and play the game, and there was a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. So there was a lot of people saying that it is fluid. It feels like you're in Star Wars. It feels like you're actually holding a lightsaber. I mean, it's one of those things where I'll have to, the taste is in the pudding. For me, I, I don't have that much of an opinion because, to be fair, to be honest, I haven't played, a, a, I don't think I've played a proper VR game, like, 
I've gone to the arcade and I've played it a bit, but I've never really spent a lot of time playing it. I think, you know, so I don't have much of an opinion about it. Like you said, it's still a new space, so I, I, I don't know. But the material we saw looks decent. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the material we saw then. So, basically, uh, David S. Goya is one of the writers of the story, which is interesting because I know he's always been a Star Wars fan, but he's mainly done like comic book stuff. They're going to be doing three episodes. It's episode one is going to take is all about lightsabers and learning how to use the lightsaber. Episode two is all about learning how to use the force, but they didn't say anything about episode three. And what's interesting is that you get to be Vader's apprentice mm. sort of thing. Okay. Well, I have some quotes here where, yeah, so you play a smuggler who gets taken by Imperial forces and taken to Vader's castle for a very important mission. So mm. that's going to be interesting to play mm. as that. Uh, from the footage as well, it looked really good the way that you are immersed into that. It looks, it's got like a sort of horror vibe. It does, it looks kind of scary that Vader's right there in front of you and talking the way he is. And all the, the actual visuals as well, they look decent. Yeah, they look they, really they look solid. They yeah. look good. The graphics yeah. do look really good. It's amazing where we've come in technology and how real you can make things look. And I also like the fact that it's going to be on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had that horror feeling you were talking about, because it's on Mustafar. Yeah. And what's also interesting is that we got, we briefly saw the Mustafarians in Revenge of the Sith, mm -hmm. but, we, but here we actually get to learn about their culture and the alien species themselves, mm. which I think is going to be cool. Yeah, it's a funny species, they love heat, don't they? <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it does look good. I'm thinking, you know, I'm one thinking to myself, is, this, is it time to get an Oculus? because of this you know just just to get it and that's see what, what it's i'm like. thinking now yeah. I, now for ages i've put off getting one mm -hmm. because there'd never been a game yet that's drawn my attention i don't know i think i'd wait until it's out until see what people think of it before i actually go ahead and buy one because there's a lot of money to invest yeah. into yeah you know there are a lot of things that if you a lot of experiences they're only good if you go out and do it as an experience but once you bring it home you don't get that same enthusiasm when you have it at home so i think this is one of those kind of situations but i would really love to play this game especially because i you know like every other kid has fantasized about having force abilities tell me who hasn't sat down in his living room and while he was trying to his the remote control of the tv was on the other side who listening hasn't ever reached out and wished you could just pull it in yeah. pull it in with the force but so this game maybe gives you that it's an interactive experience that's why and it, it, it's a new form as they were talking about it's going to be it's a new form of storytelling okay because it's through vr it, we haven't seen anything like this for star wars before so that's why i think it's like i understand what you say about taking the experience and bringing it home but this is very much like instead of just popping a star wars film on your tv you get to be in Star Wars mm -hmm. at home. Do you, would you not get tired, all the whole lightsaber duels and all of that? Would you not well, get... it, it depends, really. It depends on how good the story is, because you've got a main storyline. And they said like the gameplay is actually about somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour, okay. which for a VR is actually quite long, because mm. most of the VR is quite... Because it's so, you know just to do the rendering of those things is insane, mm -hmm. because it's not like a 2D that you, you're literally searching wherever you yeah. want. So it needs to be on point, which is why they're not very long in gameplay. But still... And it, it's going to recognize all your hand movements and everything. I think so, yeah. The way the panel they were talking about it, it just it looks it looks like the best VR game that's been mm. to this day. 
Yeah. But that's because you have ILM and Lucasfilm behind it, putting that money there. Like. Yeah. I mean, I see, whenever I think of um, VR games, I see VR games like, you know then when they used to sell 3D TVs? Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't do this anymore. They don't it, like 3D. It, yeah, it flopped, didn't it? Yeah. The 3D TVs where you'd need to buy glasses to watch it in your house. After a while, people were like, no, it was, you know, and they don't make them anymore. I kind of see VR games going down that round, but we'll see. We'll see. But this has made a strong case for maybe you should need to taste it first to determine if it's good or not. And if it's good, like, like you said, who... I don't think I will get bored of it because if it is good, how fun is that going to be? Just to be in your living room, wielding a lightsaber and using the force. Oh man! You know, I could, I could, honestly, even if I've like finished the main story, I could probably just play around for play hours and hours and yeah. hours. I'm sure they'll have that mode, um, story mode, where you're not playing, you're just maybe just there watching everything. They'll probably have something yeah. like that. Yeah. And even if, like I said, like because the main storyline they said takes 45 minutes to an hour, that's probably just continuous playing. You, you won't do that in one go. One You'll go, yeah. fail and fail mm -hmm. and have to keep trying. And, and in a way, that's kind of cool because you're learning how to become, in this case, a Sith. A Sith, yeah. So that's you know, I, if you so if you were in, in that in the, a galaxy far away, let me ask you a question: Would you be a Jedi or a Sith? I've always been Sith. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm Sith. I'm more Sith too. Yeah. Maybe I've got no patience to be a Jedi. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like. I can see Anakin's anger. I can see, <laughs> yes. yeah. I can see Ahsoka's anger. You know, the Jedi really did some very bad stuff. They did some bad stuff. Yeah. So, but well. cool, yeah. So that is a new era of Star Wars video games. Now, do you remember a time? Remember when the pe the prequels were coming out? Mm. The Star Wars games were at the highest. Yes. They had some uh, Lucas Arts. Mate, they yeah. were one of the best video game developers out there. Yeah. Like, forget EA and all. They, at the time, they were kings, man. was my favorite game. They, I, they were yeah. chugging out some really good games. Remember the old... Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, the old Battlefront games, yeah. the old Republic. Remember, remember Pod Racer mm. on Nintendo 64? Yeah. Some really good games. And, like, recently, since the Disney acquisition and EA got the rights back to, to Star Wars, I just haven't been impressed. The I first mean, two Battlefront, two game, the Battlefront games... I, think, I don't know, man. I think what they're doing is maybe they just, you know, there's a lot of content out there. Maybe when the films have taken a hiatus, then the games will start coming out bit by bit. But The Force Unleashed is my one of my top 10 games. It was such... Have you, did you play it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It was such a this good game. This game has got yeah. a similar vibe to it as well. Mm -hmm. The fact that you get to be Vader's apprentice, but a more, like we said, interactive experience. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, so yeah, now, it's it's a good turning for Lucasfilm and the games. We'll yeah. see. We'll talk about a game a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. So that was the two big panels that came out on Friday. So we head over to day three or day two for all the new stuff, which was Saturday. And the main one was, so like we were just talking about, as every kid has imagined growing up, you've always wanted to be a Jedi or a Sith and, and be in that world of Star Wars. Well, now you can. Disneyland have opened, well, will be opening, Star Wars Galaxy Edge. I hope that when people come to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and they experience it for the first time, that this place they're walking through and the characters they're seeing and the beasts and aliens and droids puts them in a position where they give themselves over to the moment, to the story, and play with us in the world of Star Wars. This is one of the, my most, ex I mean, I'm not going to go for years just because the, the money involved and the... You have to make reservations and all the, the queues are going to be crazy. 
But th this is one of my most anticipated Star Wars things ever. Because it just looks insane, man. It, it does. It does. It's so, so, so it's a theme park. It's a Star Wars theme park. So it's a Star Wars theme park. It's going to be next to, they're, they're making two. So they're building one in Disneyland, California, and one in Disney World, Orlando. Okay? So it's, it's just as big, I think, just slightly smaller than the Disneyland itself. They've had to close other parks to make room for this one. Wow. So th this is the big deal. They've pumped a lot of money into this. Uh, it's going to be a completely immersive experience. The way they were talking about the way you actually enter the park is through, like, it's it's through this sort of cavern that you come out of, and then you actually you come out of it and you're in the park. From the actual galaxy's edge, you can't see any other Star Wars park. You feels like you're in Star Wars. They've also built it over an area where there's no airline traffic, so you will never see a plane flying over your head. Wow to get that proper immersive experience. Wow. And there, there are hotels there you can stay? There's got, they're making a Star Wars hotel as well. That's, that's not going to be open on launch, but it's in development. Yeah. And I mean, we can just keep listing all the things that they're going to have there. So they're going to have a cantina called mm -hmm. Ogre's Cantina. And it's going to be very reminiscent of the cantina we saw in A New Hope. And I can't wait for this, man. I'm going to literally spend hours there, just sitting there, looking at all the cool stuff. The, the, the thing now is like, even if you want to go, the waiting list is going to be so long. Would you, I'll probably Google it, um, check it out, what the waiting list is. Probably yeah, like you have to make years. reservations at the minute. It's not that long, but you have to do make reservations to go at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, the one in Florida will be really cool because you know, that's where it all started. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And they had this- uh, No, no, it's the California one is where it all started. Um, the biggest Disney park is the, in Florida. The bigger one is in Florida, but the original is in California. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. California is where movies. Where that's all happened. Yeah. But yeah, so Ogre's Cantina, all the drinks that they're going to have there, they're going to have so many cool things. They're going to have one of the drinks that popped up to mind is a bloody rancor. What's <laughs> that? So a rancor mm -hmm. is the name of the big creature we see in Return of the Jedi. You know when Luke gets trapped down the thing and he has to yeah. fight that big monster? Yeah. That's called a Rancor. Okay. And they've got a drink called the Bloody Rancor, which is based off the Bloody Mary. <laughs> okay. So it's, there's little things like that that they're just going to... They're going to have blue milk. Yeah. Which is the, the, one, the one you see Luke drinking. Luke drinking, yeah. And they're also going to have green milk. <laughs> the one we see in The Last Jedi yeah. where he drinks out the... Wow. It? It's going to be a first for Disney as well. They're actually going to be serving alcohol which is the first time for Disney. Nice. So that's there for the adults, you know, if they want to break from their kids and pop mm -hmm. down to Ogre's Canteen and have a drink. Oh, wow. Uh, so I cool. mean, if you, with the notes I gave you, if you scroll along, you can see what the cantina sort of going to look like from the concept art. Wow. And that, that, that just screams Star Wars, this, doesn't it? Yeah, this guy's, guy's listening. This is such a, I'm looking at this picture. It's, it looks very Star Wars-y. Like it's, you literally feel like you are there. Yeah. And all you guys, like all these images we're looking at are on StarWars.com, so just go check them out there. Oh, it man. just looks crazy, doesn't it? it? Looks like, good, and man. if you look in the image in the sort of top left, you see yeah. a droid DJ. Yes, oh yes. So yeah. that's actually going to be a thing. His name is R3X, also known as Rex. Mm -hmm. And he's, <laughs> he's just DJ Rex, and he's going to be popping the tunes. And like at the panel, they played some of the music that's going to be played there. And it just sounds awesome, man. It feels like you're in Star Wars Cantina. And it's something everybody has done. You, you, you've done it in your brain, in your mind. When you're thinking about Star Wars, you take yourself to that place and you feel like you're in that galaxy. To actually have it, 
it's I can't, I'm I'm definitely gonna go here. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Gonna go. Uh, in relation to that, next to the cantina, they're gonna have like a fire pit where they make all the food. And here they get this right. Mm -hmm. So the stuff that's cooking the food mm -hmm. is a pod racer engine that's been hung upside down like a spitfire, and it's shooting the flames, flames. to cook the food. They actually have have They've that made up. a pod racer engine <laughs> thing. Really? Yeah. Do you what's the capacity of the of the park? I, I don't know. I don't know. Wow, that's it, amazing. It, it, it's big though. It's big. I saw the layout. It's huge. It is massive. It really feels like you're in another world. And wow. yeah, so that's all the cantina stuff, and you know, that's going to be amazing. So I mean, uh, well, in relation to that, which was very surprising, and I thought was so cool. Mm -hmm. So Star Wars and Lucasfilm and Disney, they've teamed up with Coca-Cola. Yeah, and we can see the images there. They have gonna, they've made new types of cans and bottles to have Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, and like Dasani. I think it's water. Water, yeah. distilled water. Distilled water, and the containers—they just look like they look very out of Star Wars. Yeah, they look very Star Warsy. Although the red, maybe it's because it's a, it's graphics. The red looks too. Yeah, but it does look Star Wars. It does look Star Wars. That it looks like old detonators. Metal, yeah. That rusty I just want to buy one of coke. each just to keep the tin. Like, yeah. you know. Oh, certainly. You have to bring it back when you go. And you see the way they wrote the Coke. The font is very... Well, this is what they were talking about in the panel. The actual font is Arabesh, which is the, the script that you see in the scripture you see in Star Wars. Ah. So they actually translated Coca-Cola in that language <laughs> and Sprite and all the others. I like details like this. When people pay attention to details. That's that just so crazy, cool. isn't it? Can you imagine... This is really good. Oh, yeah, man. That's why I can't wait to just be there, try all the drinks, eat all the food. But what theme park is a theme park without any rides? So there's going to be two main rides. Okay. The big one is going to be a ride called, I think it's called Rise of the Resistance, where it's something close to a 20-minute experience, where you're taken to the, uh, a resistance base, you're a resistance fighter, but you get captured by the First Order and you have to escape the First Order and wow. you encounter Kylo Ren at the end. Wow. Yeah, and it's like a fool. You're there with like, you're shooting things. Really? And, yeah. You're actually, you're like, it's like a, a sort of mission. You're on a mission. Wow. Everybody needs to go. Everybody needs to go. Can you imagine the this. lines? Can, oh, man, I can. Like, this is going to make so much money. Oh, I yeah. hope it's going to make so much make money. money. And then, like, I'm really looking forward to that ride. But for me, the smaller ride, but it just brings so much joy to my heart that I actually get to do this. Yo, I get to fly the Falcon. You fly it? Really? You, you get to you simulate, get to a, fly, simulate yeah. a Falcon ride. Oh. And what's really cool about the ride is that there's six people. Mm -hmm. So, but everybody is in charge of something. So one of you might be piloting, the other one's in charge of the guns, the other one's in charge of the engineering and stuff like that. So if you are doing something, let's say you hit a rock or something like that, it's up to the engineer's jobs to fix what's going on. So it's a really immersive experience. You all have to work as a team to get this mission done for Hondo Anaka. Yeah. From Clone Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've got an animatronic and they got the original guy to voice the animatronic and everything. This is so cool. Like, oh my God, I'm like a little You're boy like a who's little been kid. told he's going to Disneyland. Like, it's so good, man. But I this can't. is what we've always wanted. Yes. Disneyland, you know, Disneyland is great and I love Disneyland. I've always wanted a Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. And the fact that you actually get to live Star Wars, do you know what I mean? It's not just a gimmick. Or, you're there. Yeah. You're there. I, I mean, it's going to be great. I want to go there, stay in the hotel for like three days and just experience it. Because like I said, everybody thinks about it. At one point, you're thinking and you're like, Star Wars, what would it be like living in that galaxy? And here you have it. 
it's all immersive. Yeah. There'll probably be one in Europe. There'll probably be one in Europe in about I, 10 years' time yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I think there it's is plans for opening years. one in Europe, but yeah. it'll, it'll be a while. It will be a while. It will be a while. So as well as other things like that, do you want to become a Jedi? Because that's what you get to do at this world. You get to create your own custom lightsaber as well. Wow. And I'm not talking about plastic, you know, stuff that you usually see. We're talking genuine metal hilts and, and blades and stuff like wow. that that you can construct yourself. I think they're going to be going for around $160, but you get to make your custom own lightsaber. This is your lightsaber. This guy, they really went out for this. They really you get to choose your out. kyber crystal and everything. Can you not be a Sith? Yeah. You okay, can, you, you can, can choose Jedi or you Sith. Can okay, Jedi, yeah. Whatever color blade you want. Yeah, because I don't want to be a Jedi. I yeah. want to be a um, Sith. Yeah. <laughs> wow, they really went out. They've all gone out. all out on this, man. Does the theme park have a website yet? I'm not too sure yet. Uh, I'm, all the information I'm sure you could find on StarWars.com. But yeah, that, I mean, that, and that's just a piece of what's coming. You know, they've got so much stuff going on. And the food, probably they'll style they'll it. They'll style it based on the Star Wars food. What I'm also interested in is all the merchandise they're going to sell. So to make it this immersive experience, the merchandise you're going to buy is not going to say Star Wars on it. Mm -hmm. Because, it, yeah. Yeah, it's because that doesn't ha No, Nobody in Star Wars walks around with stuff that says Star Wars on yeah. it. You're going to be wearing clothes and uniforms or you get to buy all the stuff that they actually use so you get to buy like first like stormtrooper outfits or resistance outfits imperial officers you know smugglers you get to wear like the han solo vest and all that great stuff and you you're actually in star wars this is one of those things where you just want to just save money save money for two years just so you can have a week the of best your life, life yeah, yeah. You, you know it's amazing this is gonna i'm certainly gonna check go i'm definitely gonna go for this yeah you know sometimes i'm like disneyland eh, a bit too old for that but no this one no no no, no. this this one's for me this one's for adults this, yeah. this, this one's, one's for, for us for, yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like because you don't you shouldn't outgrow some of these things that yeah. you grew up with you know and it's nice that <laughs> all still making toys for the big boys now <laughs> nice yeah. no, this is good yeah then, one other thing that uh just on to finish on galaxy's edge which yeah. they let out at the panel which i was so excited about uh, you're gonna hear and feel the presence of Yoda when you're walking around. And sometimes you may even hear Yoda's voice, voiced by the man himself, Frank Oz. He came in and did. Really? Oh, and that's, I mean, like, they really went all out. How do you feel his presence? But, you know. That's what we'll find out. I'm so excited. I, I honestly feel like I'm a little kid again mm -hmm. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like this gets me gen genuinely more excited than watching a film because i just can't believe this is happening this is great it's great news and um we can't wait for it to be open because i really it's something like i said it's sort of like a dream come true if that makes sense i would say so for, yeah. for me it definitely is yeah you know so not being over dramatic but really it is a dream because what star wars the whole star wars the way it makes you do it makes you dream of a distant world of it makes you imagine imagine you know so they're just bringing your imagination to you in the i mean I, I can honestly say i wouldn't be the person i am today if it wasn't for star wars mm. i mean the whole reason i'm into film is because of star wars yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah i i there yeah i'm sure there were films i watched in my earlier lives but none of them had stuck to me like star wars yeah yeah this is gonna be great yeah i can't Certainly, wait yeah so Lots to talk about there with Galaxy's Edge, and I can't wait to go. Uh, I'm sure in like 10 million years, me and ND will finally get a chance to go. <laughs> yep. 
Anyway, so the next big panel of Saturday was the highly anticipated video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Don't stand out. Accept the past. Trust. This got me excited. Now, I was curious about what's going to happen because, like I said before, I was I'm cautious about how EA are handling the Star Wars games. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a fan of the first two Battlefronts. I liked the story mode of Battlefront 2, but after you played it, it was like, what's this? Yeah. I, I got bored. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, but from everything they talked to us about in the panel, this looks like the game Star Wars fans have wanted to. We get to be a Jedi. We get to use a lightsaber. We get to use the force. And the best thing about it, no microtransactions. No, oh really? No microtransactions. It's just, no, it's just the game. Buy the game. This is the game. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I don't want to be buying all these extra stuff. Just mm -hmm. give me the game. Do you know what I mean? So this is going to be a single player experience. Full stop. No, That's mu it. no multiplayer. None of that. Great. I'm, I'm all for it. It's just it. the game. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's just going to be a concentrated Star Wars game. And apparently Lucasfilm and Respawn, they spent the last year nailing down the world and what it's going to look like and stuff like that and all the characters. Yeah, I mean, I saw the video clip. It does look beautiful. It looks like a very good game. You need to play this game on 4K or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 100%. It's a beautiful game. Now, do you, I really like the premise of the game. The fact yes. that you are a Jedi on the run from, obviously, Execute Order 66. And it's, they said so they've confirmed that it takes place three years after Revenge of the Sith. Okay. And he, this guy is called Cal Kestis or Cestus or something like that. And he's basically keeping his head down, keeping low, not using the force, not using his lightsaber or anything like that. And we see him working on, we got some images here. Yeah. So we see him tearing down some old Clone Wars era ships. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's been said is that the, he's working on that so the materials can be used to repurpose the Empire Star Destroyers and all the other stuff they're building. But obviously, as Star Wars, as typical as it happens, something happens, he gets exposed, and now you're on the run from uh, what looks like an Inquisitor. Oh, did it? I didn't see an yeah, Inquisitor. There was an Inquisitor there, yeah. I think... Yeah. Doesn't look like a classical. Yeah, well, that's not. It's not the Grand Inquisitor. This is actually the second sister. So in Rebels, we see the seventh sister. Yeah. This is the second sister, which deep, deep Star Wars fans, if you've read the Darth Vader comics, will know she made her appearance in that. In so the Vader comic, in right? In the Vader comics. So I'm really like they've got they've look, they've gone. Ooh, that character. Let's tie that in. And I'm really liking that they've gone as far deep as the comics to find a character and put her in the video game, which is really cool. Yeah, but the sad thing is. He dies at the end of it because we all know the old, well, old Jedi. This is the thing. Like, if if you're gonna go by canon, then yeah. yeah, in a way, he has to kind of die by the end of the game because then you'll be asking the questions: Where was he during the original films? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, he was a Padawan, wasn't he? It seems that he was a Padawan. Very. I think it's gonna be a very similar story to Kanan from Rebels. Mm. He was a Padawan that you know that. Clone Wars happened, and then he escaped with his own life, and then went mm. into hiding, sort of thing. So I think it'll be very similar to that, but. I'm just really looking forward to just being a Jedi and playing this Jedi game. Yep. I mean, what, what are it, your overall thoughts? I mean, no, it does look, it does, you know, it does look beautiful. I give you that. It's well, 
done you know i'm just you know the taste is in the pudding i'll have to play it to have an opinion but from the footage it does look like it's going to be good a lot of abilities i could see i could see a lot of force functionalities you could you force ability sorry force abilities you could use in the game which is cool not just you striking your lightsaber but you know there are a couple of things you could do extra without your lightsaber i i, I noticed that in the in because they did show a bit of the gameplay like when he was running on the walls in order to catch um in order to catch a, a ledge they, they did show a bit of the gameplay and it looks good but i wouldn't i will hold reserve my judgment till i've actually played it no yeah that's fair enough yeah. i'm very much on the same as you although the difference is is that with the vr game that we talked about i'm not going to go ahead and buy that straight away this yeah. one i will yeah i, I will yeah. i will buy this day of launch and i, yeah. I will play that because i've got my ps4 here yeah i'm gonna just lock myself in here for a few days and just play that game another interesting thing that is that what i like is that they're going to take place in a familiar setting it's just you know an era we know quite well but it's going to be, you know, fresh, original story with new characters, hopefully some new planets and things like that. But they also said that, that we're going to see some very familiar stuff. Mm. So what do you hope to see in here? Do you want to see Vader? I think we'll see Vader towards the end of the game. We'll see Vader because that's his mission to catch them. You know, maybe Vader will try and recruit him because we all know that Vader was frantically looking for an apprentice all the while he was on the Palpatine. So maybe that, maybe... And I know this is maybe he's Star Lord. Anyway, he's not. But <laughs> <laughs> he's not. But no, I think we. I suspect we will see Vader or Yoda in this. Yoda. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think we'll see Yoda. Vader. Vader. Vader is more very like more likely. Because Yoda may have tried to reach out, but by the Force. I know this. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we might hear his voice. Yeah. Because I don't think we'll see him. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, his voice, his influence. But one I think we will certainly see is Darth Vader. Maybe Palpatine? Yeah. Maybe not. Palpatine is not... Just a, lurking in the shadows, yeah. We'll hear his voice. He's not a game character. He's not... He's a skilled fighter, get, don't get me wrong, but seeing him Not in necessarily game, fight him, but just see him in the game. Maybe part of the story. It's too low down to peck, you know, that, to yeah, see the maybe. Emperor, you yeah. know? One, one can dream one can dream yeah you know but i think we'll see vader but it does look good and i like how uh, they showed how he exposed himself by saving his friend that was really cool that was yeah really nice. I mean, that's the basically the fault of the jedi though is that sometimes they have too much compassion yeah but that was his friend dude well it's yeah it's become his friend he clearly you see in the trailer though he's just like trust no one so he's had a hard time trusting people so it looks like he's found a bond with this one in particular yeah to, to save his life and expose himself clearly this being oh. is means something to him that's so sad man. that he had to go like that yeah and also the fact that cameron monahan who is playing the actual character cal mm -hmm. kestis that was a very interesting choice for me so for people who don't know cameron monahan is the actor in Gotham who plays the Joker, the younger mm. Joker. Okay. I think he's fantastic in that. I think he's a very good actor. But I didn't expect this. Yeah, like, I've never seen Gotham. But so. Yeah, you haven't seen Gotham, but he came out on the panel and he was talking about how excited he was that he finally gets to be in Star Wars uh -huh. and things like that. And it, he did all the motion capture, which is which I, I like that. He's, mm -hmm. He thought, oh, I'm just going to be doing a VO. Nah. He, what, he, they wanted him to do all the stuff. Aww. So that, that was really cool. And yeah he just looks so stoked it does look good it does there's some i do like this um screen grabs you know 
well it's so sharp like i said you need to play this on like on a 4k tv and all that so you get the real you get it the way the producers really wanted you to see it Looks cool good. yeah i'll be buying that and that officially comes out now 15th of november okay. this year so that is five days before my birthday nice. so i know what i will be doing for my birthday okay now i know what to get you hey. for your birthday <laughs> just throwing that out there peeps ah yeah right you know we got the message don't worry we'll, we'll take care of you cool right we're gonna head into sunday now and for us the first panel and man this took everyone by surprise i mean it didn't take me by surprise because i was kind of predicting this but anyway it took it to new levels and that is the mandalorian man look yeah so i i think have so, i said yeah go ahead andy go, you, know, you said this at the beginning briefly yeah. but go expand on it yeah so i've always thought that without the, what makes star wars star wars is the force jedi and the sith if you do anything in star wars and you don't involve those three elements or one of those three elements it's gonna flop because i felt that was it that was all star wars was about because spaceships everybody can do have spaceships space battles every other franchise can do space battles but what made it this the franchise um star wars unique was those three elements and i thought without those everything will be a flop then i watched the footage of this mandalorian and i tore up my 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 rule book that said those elements must be there you don't have to this looks amazing so it wasn't really the footage wasn't released to the public but somebody was quote-unquote kind enough to record it on his phone and he put it out online and it looks so good it looks star warsy it's not cheesy it looks like a western it, and the dialogue is actually well written it's well crafted it's not this cheesy star wars oh yeah let's go yeah yeah you know there's that youthfulness in normal star wars language but this one had a very mature language you know like there was this scene where there was um there was sort of like roulette where they were pointing guns at each other and he says we are number you four to one and he was like i like those words it was really good and um the, the way it looked obviously we saw it from pirated footage so yeah so can't tell. i just want to put it out there so they didn't release it publicly to yeah. the, so the, the so they had two pieces they had a like behind the scenes featurette and they also had like a teaser trailer mm -hmm. both of them they didn't release publicly i'm kind of disappointed with that although i get it yeah yeah like yeah. give something to the fans who went there cool i'm all for that so we can't judge it to its fullest because it is on shaky cam but what we saw but it does Ooh. look good man it does and i've been like I've been screaming for the heavens for a while, and you know I've been like this yeah. for a while, saying the Mandalorian is going to change the way we look at Star Wars. Honestly, I didn't think it would be, it could be good. I was extremely skeptical about the Mandalorian because it's the Mandalorians, you know, we are, who are the Mandalorians, you know? We want Jedi, we want Sith, we want Old Republic. But I have, I've, I've repented. All my skepticism about The Mandalorian, I have repented. This is going to be so good. Mm. And there is also elements of fan service in it. You know, when you saw the clips, you see only Star Wars fans would get certain things. They'd show this and everybody would scream, yes, because they get it. There was, there's also elements of fan service, but it's not done in a in-your-face type of thing. Subtle. It's subtle, but you, you see it there. It's a nod to the fans, and I really liked it. And um, 
they they they, they got quality actors you know um uh, what's his name um, uh, pedro pascal pedro yeah, pascal's man. quality you know quality he's a very good actor i really like him i haven't seen him in a bad film yet maybe he has some but i haven't seen them but every film he's been in he's really he's really done it justice so very happy i mean we've only we've not really people don't really know who the mandalorians are well no not many not only many like the deep star wars sweaties now yeah because people think boba fett and jack they were not mandalorians no, they, they just had the armor they just had the armor but man give, give us a brief if you can not history of who the mandalorians are well the mandalorians they play a pivotal part in the galaxy of star wars like they're a very a uh, stubborn proud planet nation of warriors uh, we see the armor that we all know from boba fett but you know that armor has a long history you know they use it for all sorts of different things and it even goes back to the beginnings of the Jedi, the Mandalorians, as the people who have seen Star, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, we know the tales of the Darksaber. That goes all the way back to the formation of the Jedi, and that Darksaber was specifically for Mandalorians. I mean, I could spend all day talking about it. If you want to get really in-depth on the Mandalorians, watch the Clone Wars. Yeah. That goes proper in-depth, and I'm really looking for we'll get to in a bit with Clone Wars Season 6, mm -hmm. that they're going to carry on that with the Siege of Mandalore. So, mm -hmm. But yeah... But this one in particular, this looks like it's not going to focus on that. This is on one lone gunslinger mm -hmm. Mandalorian. Yep. Now, the panel itself, I actually think this was my favorite panel of the whole celebration. Because it was so, like, it could have been better organized in the sense, but it, it was fun in the sense that it was just John Favreau and Dave Filoni. It felt like they were two kids in the playground making Star Wars. Aww. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yep. it, 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 the way they were talking about it, the way that they put so much care and respect into this, it just felt legit. Mm. Skin in the game. This, yeah, this, skin this in is the skin game. in the game. And you need to have and, that. And, and like, honestly, I can't think of anyone... Like John Farrow is fantastic, but I can't think of anyone better with skin in the game in Star Wars than Dave Filoni. Mm. The guy knows his stuff. I mean, he was taught from the master himself, George Lucas. So he knows what Star Wars is. He knows what Star Wars should be. And they're just ticking all the boxes here. I love the smuggler, bounty hunter style world of Star Wars. I've mm -hmm. said this before on the show that you have three aspects of Star Wars. You have uh, the law mm -hmm. with the Jedi and the Sith and the Force. You have the war with the Empire, the Rebellion, and you have the underground. Yeah. So you have the scum and villainy. I'm really fascinated. Bounty with hunter. Yeah, I love it, man. And it just looks amazing. It kind of looks like John Favreau wanted to make a Boba Fett series, but they were like, you can't put Boba Fett. He's like, okay, I'll just... And the Mandalorian. <laughs> and like, but it looks like it should be Boba Fett. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Boba Fett is not Mandalorian. Mandalorian no, he's, like he's, Commando. He's, he's not, he's not. But the panel itself was fantastic. The way they were talking about it, uh, uh, the amount of practical effects they've used, they've actually made miniatures for this and, used, and they showed uh, some footage where them using cameras on miniatures, the wow. old school way of Practicals, shooting. Practical. Yeah. You're going back to the original trilogy. And John Farrow said this, he's like, this is for the OG fans. Mm. This is for the people who grew up with the original trilogy and love yeah. that aesthetic. Yeah. If you like like Rogue One and the aesthetic of that, this mm -hmm. is what you're going to take. Oh, I'm just so excited. Man, this shot is so beautiful. The one yeah. with the Mandalorian in his suit. Like, yeah, taking, there's, there's taking a couple of shots again that you guys can get on StarWars.com. My favorite one is the one of the Mandalorian hiding yeah. behind, looks like there's like a, a gunfight going yep. on 
and it just looks like a western. Yeah, and I think that's Gin Gina Canaro. Gia, uh, Gina Carano. She's the one uh, sh taking shots at him. Well, we we don't know. We don't know. She's badass. Like, she, look how, how massive. Like, show yeah. me your muscles. Well, she's an MMA a, fighter, so yeah, yeah. I just hope they just keep it combat and all that. They don't. There's gonna be a loads of cool stuff. I love the fact that they did say that they they wanted to get the tone very much like a spaghetti western. Mm. Uh, Pedro Pascal himself said that he, his main inspiration for this character was Clint Eastwood. Nice. Watching a lot of his old movies from the 60s. So it's going to be a bit west, like quiet, long, da -na -na, wing, yeah. blowing. Okay, okay, I get it. But in the Star Wars universe. Star Wars, yeah. And again, to what they were talking about on the panel, which uh, this is why I love the premise of it. So it takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Now, as we know, in Return of the Jedi, you know, the rebellion win, they defeat them. Now, in that, in that scene, at the end, of, it makes it feel like, oh, they won, and that's it. But as we all know, even if, once you won a war, it doesn't really end there. They still have to carry and fight to get rid of the, the remaining mm -hmm. aspects of the Empire. Yeah. So, we're currently in a very uneasy state in the galaxy, where the Republic is not quite there yet, and the, you know, the Empire is still trying to rebuild itself to go back to what it was. So he relates it a lot to the American Civil War, mm. where after the Civil War, it was a bit chaos, and we had you know, the bootleggers and the, the cowboys and the, mm. the, the bounty hunters in that sense. Mm. So mm. That, I like that comparison and where he's taking it, that so, it is a lawless time out there. So the premise of the story, he's out for a bounty, he's in search of someone. Yeah, well, well we have a rundown of the characters. Obviously, Pascal, uh, Pedro Pascal is playing, and they didn't give a name. They just said he's playing the Mandalorian. The mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's interesting. Gina Carano will be playing a character called Cara Dune, who is an ex-shock trooper for the Rebellion. Mm -hmm. they, t they talked about her a little bit of backstory, that obviously being a shock trooper in the Rebellion, now that the war's over, she's a bit like, well, what do I do? Jobless. Where do I stand? So she looks like she goes, hangs out with these shady folk. And then, man, my man, Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers. <laughs> He's playing a character called Grief Karga, and he is the head of a guild of bounty hunters. So I reckon it's going to involve him giving a job to the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. uh, in the footage we saw, we did yeah, see him yeah. speaking. He's like, I got a job for you. Yeah, and he directed him to go, be to go see that. Yeah. yeah. So I can't wait, man. It's just, it just looks awesome. I yeah, just can't wait for this. The silhouette is... And then, obviously, there's a final picture of the silhouette of yeah. the Mandalorian. Oh. This is beautiful. Cinematography is, the cinematography of, of this was so good. It's really nice. I mean, obviously the, the bad part about it, so it's not a bad part, the only downside is that it's gonna be on Disney Plus. Yeah. And we don't get it here in the UK of, um, officially. We don't get it here in the UK till they've not even announced it. Well, I was look. so this Disney Plus officially launches on November 12th. Uh, and they also said the Mandalorian will launch with the series on December, on November 12th. I also saw a graph uh, from Disney that they said they hope to get Disney Plus into Western Europe uh, by the first quarter of 2020. Okay. okay that's so there's not too, like, so if it comes out in November and it comes out within somewhere between, you know, uh, January to April 2020, you don't have to wait that long. Yeah, I just hope no, I, nobody spoils but that's it. The, that's the problem. It's the spoilers. Yeah. It's the spoilers and... You know, it's not fair, you know, though. You know, there will be people out there who find ways to watch it because Star Wars fans are crazy. Yeah. You, you, you can't just stop us from watching something. I mean, I wouldn't advise it. No, 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 no. I wouldn't advise it either, but there are ways and people will find ways to yeah. watch this show. 
But th- that's a whole other discussion entirely. I'll, pr- I'll probably travel to the States. <laughs> to the States, just to watch just it. Just to watch it and come back. <laughs> Shift my holiday that to November time, yeah. just so that I can watch it and I'll come back. Uh, and they also said that, well, this was actually after the panel, but it's unfortunately for, for me, I kind of wanted it to drop all at once, but they're not. They're going to be doing one week and ep- one episode a week. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's what they're going to be doing. That's not fair. Does that still exist? Game of Thrones. Yeah, but Game of Thrones is ending. Like, what but this is, is but this is almost like a replacement for Game of Thrones, I find. Well, because yeah. it's got it's got the same. No, it's got more budget than Game of Thrones. Yeah. Speaking of, I can't wait to hear the um, Benioff wise and. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll did, talk did, about that further down the. Yeah, did they have a panel at all? No, no, no. We'll talk about it further on in this show, but yeah. um, yeah, but for me, it's the Western vibe, the fact, the period it takes place, the look they're going for, the tone they're going for. You know, the fact they got such many wonderful directors as well. You know, Taika Waititi's directing an episode. Oh, okay. And he's also going to be voicing the IG, IG unit droid that we okay. saw. Taika's yeah. going to be voicing that droid. Oh. So that's going to be like, I, I want the Taika episode to obviously fit in the tone. And he, and he knows the tone. He's a huge Star Wars fan. Dark, yeah. But he's going to have his little sprinkle of Taika humor in there, which you have to have in Star Wars. You need to have a bit of humor. He's, um, this was well made. I mean, from you look at from the set design, the production, you know, the set, the location, they built everything. You know, they didn't, you know, they built everything. It's just, it's a, it's gonna look beautiful. I think it's gonna look like a proper film. It's not gonna have that soap opera look. No, well, it's know, gonna it's, be a ten-hour film. Yeah, it's gonna be like Game of Thrones, like you said. It's you know a proper production. And how much per episode they said? It's over. It's like close to twelve million. Twelve an episode. million an episode. And Game of Thrones has had around 10 million episodes. Yeah, so. this is, no, this is good. This is good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The only bummer is the, that release date. The release date. date but honestly. What can you do though? Like, yeah, and honestly, th- seriously considering moving my holidays, so I can <laughs> go to the States. Just to watch it when it comes out. Just to watch out. it, yes. Honestly, that is, thinking about it, like, why And this not? is another thing as well. Like, this is slightly off topic, but sort of in topic. Disney Plus, did you see how cheap it was? Six ninety nine. Oh, is it? Oh, it's going to be. It's really going to be cheaper than Netflix. It's going to be cheaper than any streaming service. Six ninety nine dollars. Dollars. Oh, that is in pounds. It's like six pounds. That's really. C- that's crazy. Yeah, like the, the, literally the day before Star Wars Celebration kicked off, there was a big press conference announcing Disney Plus. Six pounds. And six ninety nine dollars. That's crazy. And with that's all this content, like they announced, <laughs> they announced they're going to have over five hundred films. Over 7,500 episodes of all Disney stuff they've had. So every single piece of content that Disney has, it's going to be there. And now Fox. And Fox as well. So all those shows that were on Fox, everything is going... Oh. Slowly, but it's not all going to launch at one time. Yeah, but they're going to be... Like they announced that on launch, you're going to get all 30 seasons of The Simpsons on there. <sighs> oh, wow. That's it's it's the best man. It's apart from Netflix, it's it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna it's just gonna be the layout. It looks. Yeah, I mean, this have, is another podcast, but this is almost like to Apple. This is how, how you, you announce. It. Yeah, this is how you do it. Like, you have to have content yeah. and stuff. But anyway, let's go. let's move on from that. So yeah, Mandalorian looked awesome. Can't wait for that. And the last big panel, or in terms of news anyway, and new content is Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? (laughs) 
Now, it said season six sneak peek. Yep. When it's not, it should, well, for, for Star Wars fans, it's season seven. Yeah. Because the season six, the Lost Missions, was never actually released. But, you know. And they were never released. And not, not, it wasn't released on television, but they released it on Blu-ray and stuff like that. That, for a lot of fans, is considered season six, but it looks like they're not sort of looking at it as season six. But whatever. I mean, again, it's Dave Filoni. Yeah. He just knows this stuff, man. I can't wait. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Clone Wars. Now, when I first watched the movie Clone Wars, I thought mm -hmm. this, oh my God. This is, that is the worst Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> that, that, that is awful. That is just, and I thought, wow. I, I, this was just coming after the prequels as well. I still had that bitter taste of the prequels in my mouth. And I was like, what is this? You're just killing me here, George. <laughs> uh, and then the Clone Wars, the series came out, and I, I, you know, obviously it's Star Wars, so I'm gonna watch it anyway. It took me some time to get used to, but then I was like, man, this is old Clone Wars. And then they got some really good stuff in there. It developed as a show. It got so so good. It made me look at the prequels in a completely different way yeah. as well. It made me change my tune about the prequels, and it has some of the best Jedi Force lore in any of Star Wars stuff. Yeah, the Clone Wars was really good. Yeah. It's, uh, it was highly, much better than Rebels. It was it's yeah, yeah, so I, good. Yeah, I prefer it to Rebels. Uh, I have huge respect. And the fact that Dave Filoni, like he said, like I never got to finish my story. Mm. And the fact that let me came back to do it as one more season. I, I'm so happy about that. So this is uh, the this final is season. This is it. This is it. Yeah, like one last season. Yeah, it struck me that from the trailer, it seems going into the story, Ahsoka came back. Yeah. Well, she's... It, from the trailer, she is the main. Yeah, she's the main. She's, so this is her season. This is her story, I think, more than anything. Yeah, so there's more to it. When Anakin said in Rebels, why did you leave me? So this is probably where we see it. We've always thought it was when she left him after what happened to her. But now we get to actually see yeah. probably what he meant. Oh my God. But what I really liked was at the end where there was this scene where she goes into a ship she oh in the trailer yeah yeah she takes everybody out goes on somebody's oh, jetpack and just she is yeah, badass that, that trailer was awesome it was very yeah. action-packed it got me pumped for the season the clone wars trailers tend to be a bit longer than all the others because they got way more footage to show <laughs> it just looks awesome i really like the shot and what well, we see that ahsoka is going to 1313 yeah so like the underground in coruscant you know remember that scrapped game that they had planned and then they never released Mm -hmm. That is cool. So she's going to get involved with, again, the scum and villainy, the bounty hunters and all that stuff. And this took it to another level for me. Now, y'all know I'm a huge fan of Maul. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> Sith crazy. I like all my Sith, but Maul's one of my faves. The fact that they're getting, obviously Maul's coming back, but they're getting Ray Park, the guy who played Maul in Phantom Menace, to come back and he did all the motion capture. So it's going to be Maul the is actually Maul. fighting. Yeah, the proper that, that, mole, just, For me, that takes it to a whole new level. It's small, do you know, like for, for people who just watch a show, whatever. But for me as a Star Wars fan, I love that. The fact they're bringing him back and he's actually fighting. And they said that we're going to see an epic lightsaber duel between Maul and Ahsoka. Really? Which we see in the trailer. Yeah, so we like, see a bit of it, yeah. And then, yeah. I just love that when it faced the black, I was looking for Kenobi. Why are you here? Oh, man. That more. But I, obviously she didn't. There was it was a draw or something. The fight never yeah, because because obviously we know Maul dies in, yeah. in Rebels and Ahsoka lives. Yeah, so it's amazing man. 
It's going to be good. It's going to be an epic fight. Though. Looking at the story storyboards, there was a picture of a storyboard. I see Maul talking to somebody who looks like a Mandalorian. Yeah. But he has horns. A Mandalorian with a ho- yeah, helmet with horns on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird, but... Well, obviously, in canon, like, we do know Maul is... He takes over Mandalore in the yeah. Clone Wars, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. The Siege of Mandalore. And I remember Sam Witwer in the panel, at, they were talking about a story that he always used to ask Filoni, like, now that the, you know, we never got to finish the Siege of Mandalore, can you tell me what actually happens? He's like, nah, I can't tell you. He's like, but the show's over. Why are you not telling me? He's like, well, maybe it's not over. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And this was happening for years. For years, he wouldn't tell him. Just because, just in case he came back came to finish back. it. And now, it, and, now he gets, and now he gets to do it. And I also really liked that they're basing... I mean, have, you, have you seen Solo? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you saw yeah, Solo. Finally saw it. You yeah. saw, yeah. You yeah. saw yeah. Solo. Uh, so obviously we see Maul at the end, yeah. which is mm-hmm. a nice surprise. Yeah, but it was different. It's, that yeah. was Ray Park as well, which is which was cool. They're basing Maul's outfit in this off very similar to how we saw him in Solo. Okay. Well, it's based. He has the same. Yeah, but the robes and stuff for that. Mm-hmm. So that makes me really cool. I just love the little connections they're doing everywhere. This, I would imagine, by the end of this, mm-hmm. we find out how he got involved in Crimson Dawn. You know, we see the, the in, in Solo, and like, because he's on Dathomir. Yes, yes, yes. He says, yes, "Come yes, to yes. Dathomir." Yeah. So he ends true. up in yeah. Dathomir. Mm. But then in Rebels, we see him in Malachor. Yes. Yeah. 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 I see what you mean. So I think we're, we're going to. So we'll see, we'll see what that connection is. is. Yeah. yeah. By the end of this season, I think. Yeah. <sighs> it's so exciting for Star Wars universe. Like, it is. I mean, is. you it's know, this is just. I, and I, I now I second the thought you said at the start of the show that this is the best Star Wars um, celebration. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Now this is not huge news as well, but on Monday they had one big panel, which was just the the twentieth anniversary of the Phantom Menace panel. Uh-huh. Can you believe it's been twenty years since the Phantom Menace came out? I thought it was more than that. No, it's been twenty years. Nineteen ninety nine. It's twenty years already. Twenty years and. Um, you know, you know, I, 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 over the years, I've had my fair share of say regarding The Phantom Menace. I have now got a completely different outlook on The Phantom Menace and all Star Wars films in general, just this franchise in general. I have a very different outlook on how to look at it. Mm. Uh, but in general, specific to Phantom Menace, um, Ahmed Best was there, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. He got a standing ovation. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Ray Park was there. Ian McDermott was there. So um, many people. Um, Kelly Tran was there as well, right? She got a standing ovation. Yeah, she w- that was in the episode nine panel. Yeah. yeah. Those people, her and the guy who did Shadow Bings, they deserve it. They, 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 they've been through hell. They've, been, they've so. been through hell. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I'm glad. And, and just watching that, it makes me happy to realize that, that you no, know, the Star Wars community is actually meant to be very positive. Mm. And yeah, they, you'll get haters out there that will be toxic, but we don't need that in a community. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. You can dis- if you don't like something, that's cool. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about why you don't like it and why I like it and vice versa. And we can get different insights on each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what this celebration really proved to me, man. That it's, it's just this huge galaxy that we're all a part of and we all love yeah. and cherish. No need to be nasty. No need to insult people. I'm getting teary-eyed, man. Just think of this. Oh, uh, come on. Come on. Come on. There's, lo- there's loads of it. We are very optimistic. They've, everything is looking good. They've done their homework. They've invested properly. They've got the right people doing the right thing. I don't see any flops. I don't see any surprises. I don't think there is any... I don't think any of these trailers was a hoodwink whereby they've just put together the 
best scenes but when you really watch it it's just nonsense like a mcdonald's burger you see on tv and it's all tasty but when you go in the shop it's nonsense i don't think that's going to be the case these are going to be very good shows so the star wars story is going to continue even though the skywalker saga will end in december star wars as a franchise will continue and that's really great yeah i mean personally i think the future of star wars looks good yeah it does i think it it does. Lo- I, th- I think they, they they said that they bob Iger officially said that after the rise of skywalker they're going to take a hiatus but i don't necessarily think that means all star wars i think it's just the movies the movies yeah just the movies which is fine because i'm okay to wait two three years for another movie yeah, we wait how long did we wait between the originals they were yeah. three years apart yeah you know yeah. so you know we've been very fortunate to get if, one a year yeah and even after the first originals that came out oh yeah so between so you had the originals and then between 83 to 99 it's like over like 15 years exactly like so you know it's so we people have waited 15 exactly. years. exactly we've been very fortunate to get one a year for the yeah. last uh, it'd be five years now mm-hmm Five years on a trot, we've had one Star Wars movie a year. And that's fine that we can take a break because guess what? We've got Mandalorian coming. We've also got Cassian Andor series coming. Then Benioff. Clone Wars. And then in, you know, in a few years, we're going to get see what's happening with Benioff and Weiss and the Ryan Johnson movies. That's the one I'm actually... The Benioff Weiss is the one I'm actually yeah, looking I mean, out for. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that as well. So, And they also said that they're looking at a 10-year plan. Mm. see where Star Wars will be in 10 years. And that, that gives me confidence that mm. they seem to be on the right track now. They have the money. They have the money, exactly. And and all, and all they're going to get loads more money after all <laughs> this stuff comes out. So, Andy, before we finish, yep. out of all the things that's coming to Star Wars this year, so, you know, obviously Rise of Skywalker, The Mandalorian, Clone Wars, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, the, uh, Vader Immortal, all this stuff, mm-hmm. and obviously Galaxy's Edge, even though we won't be going this year, what are you most excited about? Um, the Mandalorian. If you, if you had asked me before I saw the clip. Last, uh, last week. Yeah, if you had asked me last week, I would have probably said, I'm, I am excited about episode nine. That's what my answer would have been. But after seeing that Mandalorian clip, Mandalorian. To me, that's it. That's all I'm. I'm gonna echo for. those thoughts. Yeah. Like I, for ages, I was always saying, yeah, I, you, I was, yeah. I'm more looking forward to the Mandalorian. True. Don't get me wrong. When I saw that Rise of Skywalker trailer, it took my excitement levels to a whole new level. I'm super excited about that. I mean, who isn't? Mm-hmm. But the Mandalorian just looks fresh. It looks original. Yeah. And it's got a lot of stuff that I love about yeah. Star Wars. So. Yeah, and it's so it's. And it's be, done by people who get Star Wars. Who gets it? Yeah, it's going to be the first. Touchwood is going to be the first non-Skywalker related thing that's is going to be a hit in mm. Star Wars. It's not non-Skywalker. It has nothing to do with the Emperor, Skywalker. Or the, bit, or the main, or the main yeah, cast. exactly. Yeah. This is just its own thing. And I'm just proud that they're going to do that. I'm, it's, oh, it has to do well. It's, I want it to be something like people who... Even if people who haven't been following Star Wars can still watch it and enjoy it. That's what I mean. Then your level of depth in the Star Wars universe will you'll get more things more things more things you know so when you see some of fan service because there are some things that i will see that you will see i wouldn't see because maybe i haven't read a book or something i haven't read one of the comics but it depends on your level of commitment to star wars and that's how i want it to be something for everybody not just for the geeks and all that's what, i think that's that seems to be the mission mm. in disney right now i think when george was in charge the mission was to make movies for 12 year olds 
but that can be enjoyed by adults. But mm -hmm. movie, you know, at the core, they were for kids, really. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. were, yeah. they are for kids, yeah, really. Yeah. At the core of them, they are. Uh, but that's not. There's nothing wrong with that because specifically for 12-year-olds, it's that coming of age. That that's a very important year. Mm -hmm. It's you know in Christianity, it's when you take your communion. Mm -hmm. In yes. in um, uh, Hebrewism, it, it's when you do your bar mitzvah. It's a very important age, and mm. I think George knew something about that. But now with Disney, it seems like no, 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 no. Star Wars is for everyone, and we have something for everyone. For your little toddlers, go on YouTube. Star Wars Kids, there's plenty of cool stuff there. For the, you know, a bit older, you got Star Wars Resistance. Mm. You know, Mandalorian's going to be for the adults. The yeah. movies is for everyone. Yeah. The Clone Wars is is a bit more for teenagers and stuff. There's there's Strange something for everyone, man. So Disney, they had this vision when they bought Lucasfilm Arts years ago. Not Lucas Arts, um, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm um, years ago. They had this vision of Disney Plus. Like it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, you think it's. it's uh, 2012 is when they yeah. announced the deal. That was when the deal was final. Yeah, that was like seven what, years seven ago. Seven years ago, they had this vision that we would have a base for everything. By then, Netflix was there. Was Netflix seven years ago, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was. So I'm just glad. I'm just. I just wanted to in the UK. Please, if you're listening, give us. It will be soon. Patience, my young Padawan. Uh, that's the Jedi. The Sith. <laughs> we go and we take. We take it. Anyway. Anyways, so that is a packed Star Wars show for all of you Jedi and Sith out there. But with that, unfortunately, we have to end the show. But before that, Andy, where can the lovely people out there find you? You can find me in a galaxy far, far away. I'll send coordinates to you. I'll send coordinates to your tracking device. Stay on target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, you can find me on Twitter, at uh, Unduaj, which is N-D-U-A-J. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake. And you can find us, Film 7, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all major streaming services. And give us a tweet if you like this episode, hashtag Star Wars Celebration on Twitter. Until next week, guys, see you later. <laughs>